Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everybody, welcome back to Talks Gamers Podcast. I'm Simo, today I'm joined by Jake, say hello Jake. Hello guys, welcome back. We're also joined by Callum Laurie, say hello Callum. Hi there guys, how you doing? So Callum, you are the commercial director of Devonvale Football Club. Yes, yes, uh, a Highland League team, Devonvale, we're, we're based up uh, about 60 miles north or so of Aberdeen in the, in the northeast of Scotland. So uh, yeah, it's an enjoyable role, that's for sure. How exactly do you find yourself in that role? Uh, <laughs> like the majority of things in in uh, in football, particularly lower league football, um, you just kind of fall into these things, I suppose. I, I um, I've got a real job as well, but my, my role with uh, with Devonvale a few years ago now, I think maybe about kind of three four years ago, um, the club were looking for a wee bit of help on the commercial side to try and you know attract new sponsors and and more people into the hospitality lounge and things like that. So I'd responded to a, a message on Facebook. Uh, of all places, and uh, next thing you know, there I am. So. <laughs> I was on the website and I was looking at you and the other directors and that. It looks cracking. Uh, are you really yeah, enjoying I mean, it then? Yeah, oh, loving it, loving it. I mean, we're we're obviously a, you know a semi-professional team playing you know Highland League, so you know kind of your lower league level, but. As a club, you know, it's, it's run very, very professionally. We, we, we are kind of striving to be at the top end of that league, you know, not just on the pitch, but off the pitch as well. And, uh, you know, that, that also helps, you know, when you're looking to attract people to get involved. The club is much older than I thought it would be. When we formed like 1938 or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we were we were formed in in thirty eight. Um, it was a, a merger of two local teams at that point in time, and uh, you know, obviously how the, how the name of Devonville came around with with that merge. Um, so yeah, we've been on the go now. Can I, this is our eighty third year. Um, so we had, we had a, a great anniversary party a few years ago. So <laughs> thankfully, it was thirty eight and not forty one or forty. I'll tell you that. So. <laughs> right. Um, so I wanted to start off talking by. Uh, so what is your your year look like? Uh, in the leagues, I know all lower league football across the, the entirety of the country has been massively affected by COVID. Uh, are you? How, how are you as a football club? What are the what is the situation right now? 
it's it's obviously extremely difficult for for, I mean, for a lot of clubs, you know, above our leagues as well. You know, it's it's not easy for anybody. And you know, even when you move up into League Two and League One of of the Scottish leagues, you know, there are a lot of part time clubs there as well with with players who are working during the week as well as doing their training and things at the, at the weekend. So it's incredibly difficult. I mean, you know, we've had you know in in the initial kind of lockdown an eight month suspension of play across the league. You know, we, we got back up and running again in November, thinking that that was going to be, you know, the, the start of a, a shortened campaign, um, but, but a campaign nonetheless. And then the wheels came off again in January. So, you know, we, we managed to get a couple of games in. We got our kind of pre, preliminary rounds of the Scottish Cup and, and a few of the local cups. Um, but so far, I mean, in the 2020-21 season, we've played three league games so far, um, you know, in, in a season that's normally wrapped up come April, May. So it's it's difficult to see where that season will conclude, you know. So from a playing point of view, it's it's incredibly hard to see that. And you know, the Highland League spans such a massive area of the country, or certainly the north of the country. You know, so we've got clubs in and around the the kind of Aberdeen Aberdeenshire area. Um, you know, we go right across to the west coast to you know Fort William, who you know had a had a marvelous uh, BBC documentary last year uh, done on them as well. Um, and then right up to the very top of Scotland to to clubs like Wick Academy. Who are near enough, you know, touching the the sea at the top. So, you know, it's it's traveling to games is hard enough, you know, yeah. and obviously with with local lockdowns and everything like that, it's it's been uh, it's been very difficult. I mean, from a a financial point of view, you know, it's it's a year like like no other for a lot of businesses, uh, let alone part time uh, semi professional football clubs. So, you know, it's it has been challenging. I must say, our player uh, playing and, and management staff have been fantastic and. You know, waived. Uh, you know, have waived a, a great proportion of their wages uh, from this this year, and um, so you know they've gone above and beyond. But also, you know, we're we're very lucky to to have such a fantastic fan base, and mm. they've been you know back in the club by, um, you know, donating the normal price of their ticket uh, to, mm. to a match, uh, and some of our corporate partners have stepped in and, and been wonderful as well. We have, you know, more recently had some assistance from the government with with grants there, um, and that will help as well to to kind of secure the future of our club uh, in particular. There have been a few clubs that are maybe you know not as uh, fortunate as ourselves in terms of having you know such corporate support on their doorstep, um, and I know that you know for a lot of these clubs it has been even harder. So as a league, you know, we we all want to work together to make sure that when we come out of the other end of this, there is still a league to play in. Absolutely, it's essential. I mean, us as a podcast, we've been in touch with a few um, amateur level clubs, haven't we, Jake? And yeah. um, the situation is dire. A lot of them are south of the border because we, we mainly talk about English football in this mm-hmm. podcast, but obviously we, we expand it to all reaches. And the the, the tone from <laughs> it's a somber tone from a, from a couple of struggling clubs that are just really trying to keep their head above water by any sort of means necessary. Uh, it's, it's disappointing to see in it, Jake. Yeah, it's it, like you say. This year's been been crazy hasn't it for for everything but i think football at a lower level definitely it's been massively affected um but it, like you say credit to the to players and the staff you know wavering their wages and, and the corporate side i was actually going to ask have you had sort of the governmental help as well that's been uh, been offered but so it's good to see that they are stepping in and and assisting in that role because we all know that that lower league football it, it is the lifeblood of football without the the lower league sides the very very top wouldn't run and it, it's as simple as that yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, let, let's change the tone a little bit. What? What? Are the, <laughs> let's say everything goes well, Callum. Everything goes well, and then next season we get a full season of, of um, Highland League football. What are the ambitions of, of Devonvale at this, at this time? 
are you as looking to become a professional club at some point in the future? I mean, you've existed for a long time. Um, <laughs> Surely there'll be there's, there's someone at the club that thinks, you know, we can have a crack here. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, there's, there's, there have been a number of success stories from the Highland League over the years. Um, you know, with with a number of teams now who are at the very top end of of the game in, in Scotland. Um, you know, likes of Inverness, Cali, Thistle, mm-hmm. Ross County, and um, more recently Peterhead and, and Cove Rangers, kind of being the, the current success story. So. Of course, you look at those clubs and you think, you know, we'd love to do that. You know, we'd love to be, be you know, going around and, and playing in, in bigger leagues. But um, if, if the chairman's listening, he'd probably have a heart attack thinking how much it would cost him if we were to go professional. But um, there are certainly aspects. Think about it later. <laughs> I know, absolutely. I mean, you know, as a club, as I say, we want to be as professional off the pitch as we are on it and, and vice mm. versa. Um, there are certainly ambitions there for us. Um, at the moment, our ambition is to become a top five, top six uh, team within mm. the league. And there is quite a big split, um, you know, in that league. It's, it's 16, 17 teams in the Highland League. And mm. there is a massive divide between that kind of top eight and bottom eight. And, um, you know, it's it's something that, you know, from a financial point of view, obviously being able to attract the better players and things like that is, is always harder. So, you know, we're, as a club, we put a lot on the, the local community and the local development of youth players within that community. We've got a, a fantastic community football club. Um, they've actually they actually just won a, a Scottish FA Grassroots Award for Best Community Club at the tail end of 2020. So, you know, we're part of an organisation that's supporting, you know, primary school children as they learn to play football mm-hmm. and showing them that there's a pathway into into first team uh, semi-professional football. So, yes, I mean, we have aspirations to, to be up at the, the higher ends of the league. Um, I think at this stage that would be you know, our kind of three-year project at the moment and anything over and above that will, I mean, it, it just comes in, comes in time, I suppose. <laughs> We're backing you anyway. We're backing you. <laughs> um, what I was going to ask is, in terms of promotion from the Highland League, is it not one of the hardest leagues to sort of get out of? Do you not need to like win the league, win a playoff and then beat like the relegated side as well? <laughs> it's, 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 yes, they don't make it easy for us. It's so hard. Right? It's like, yeah. And how, how that will happen this season, who knows? You know, as I say, that... Uh, that playoff finals in May, uh, I think it's actually scheduled the same date as the Scottish Cup final at the moment. So just as well, we, we didn't progress in the cup. Otherwise, that would have been a fixture clash. <laughs> sure. but, um, yeah, that's that's uh, that's exactly how it works. Yeah, you, you go through this this league. And, and this year, obviously, it, is, it has been a reduced league. It's going to be a 15-game league. Uh, so, you know, 12 to go in the next kind of few months if we can get up and running soon. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you, you have to win that league. And it's, it's very competitive as it is. You've then got to beat the the winner of the Lowland League, mm. and then as, as you rightly say, you know, beat the team that's finished bottom of League Two. That's such that's so, so crazy, hard to get out. It? It's tough. It's <laughs> tough. I mean, as I say, we, we've had you know we've had examples of of clubs in the league doing that. You know, Cove mm. Rangers recently. Yeah. Um, I believe I think it was East Kilbride. Um, that they beat in the Lowland mm-hmm. League um, from the Lowland League in the, in the first kind of semi-final, and then uh, absolutely horsed Berwick Rangers to send them down to the Lowland League. So, you know, it can be done, um, but. Yeah, the pyramid system, it gives you the, the springboard to get into the leagues, but it's it's certainly not easy to get It gives there. you a mountain to climb. I tell you what, if you oh, get there, you can see you deserved it. You know, well, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And, You've and not I think snuck you in, you know. See, <laughs> you know, you, you can see, um, I suppose, from, from the Cove Rangers story of, of late, you know, they went up through that uh, playoff and then immediately, you know, the next season they, they won League Two as well. So, you know, it shows that the standard of football in the Highland League is certainly on, you know, if not a par, if not better than... Mm-hmm. Some of the, the football that goes above it. So, you know, it's it's very important for us that we are, you know, as a club, you know, aspiring to be like uh, you know, those kind of clubs that have come before us. Absolutely. I mean there's there's that's no other way to be, is there? You got to, crazy <laughs> you that got though, isn't it? I mean whew. 
Like the steps you've got to go through just to get promoted is ridiculous. <laughs> it's not Van Rama, is it? You know, just get yeah, you, it, just, get, get, get a top six so you can sneak up. You know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> do it proper up here, don't we, Calm? Um, exactly it. Exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> make it worth a while. Uh, what I was going to ask you, Calm, you've got a wee show coming on, don't you? You've got a, you've got a wee YouTube show going. Yes, that's right. Yeah, we we've just started this off. Um, again, I suppose one of the positives to to come out of the last year or so is that it has given us the opportunity and and given me as well the opportunity to really kind of evaluate what we've been doing at the club from a you know a digital marketing side of things. And you know we've kind of revamped our brand. We've we've taken on a graphic designer within the club now who who is responsible for all of our kind of match day adverts and things like that. And you know, he he does that really, really well. But yeah, we took that step further. We we appointed a new manager um just a, a couple of weeks back there. He had been our assistant manager before that. And we thought it'd be a good idea to maybe do, you know, a bit of a, a video chat um with him just to hear a bit more about his aspirations and, and everything like that going forward. So we put that out uh, quite recently and, and from there have kind of you know, taking the taking bits of that and turned it into to short clips and into a wee podcast ourselves as well. So that's something that we're we're going to be continuing to do going forward. I think that's definitely the way forward in the in the modern sort of uh, marketing era. I mean, uh, we've we've only started actually six months ago, but we've played when we didn't market like just no one was no one was listening. Um, and it's like we, we we just we work on marketing probably more than we work on a podcast. It's literally ninety percent, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, brand awareness. Yeah. Try to try to try to do the right things on social media and stuff like that. And ten percent. The podcast actually is recording. Exactly, it's, it's a break, isn't it, from from everything else? <laughs> it's nice <laughs> exactly. to be able to sit down and talk with uh with your mates rather than like constantly hammering away doing other things. It's, it's quite a nice break. <laughs> it's, it's quite a it's quite a saturated market as well within the kind of digital football side. You know whether that is you know from a podcast point of view. Or, or you know, obviously YouTube. There's a, a number of more kind of in the you know the, the in, in England more than Scotland, but mm. you see a number of these kind of YouTube teams that have become very successful. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a good opportunity for us to engage with our fans at the moment. You know, particularly obviously when you know there's no football to be played. Firstly, but with everything being behind closed doors, um, you know, when we were playing, it was very difficult for us to kind of yeah. interact with, with the fans. So, you know, keeping in touch with them on social media and and you know now this this new program, um, you know that gives us an opportunity to to keep them you know up to date with everything that's going on at the Vale. I mean, fans go mad for that sort of stuff. It brings a personality and a face to the club. It's more human, mm. you know, and it, it kind of makes you feel a wee bit more invested, connected. And, you know, it could be, I think, seriously, it could be a difference between a fan, you know, buying the ticket and not buying the ticket or going on that Saturday or going on that Sunday, you know, when it's cold and rainy and getting themselves down to see the team that, they, that they're obviously so invested with. And the lucky thing for you, Callum, is, is that you, you, you have an audience that's already there. You just need to tap into it. <laughs> that's exactly it. I mean, we're very lucky. You know, as I say, we are, a, you know, a club with a, a good history, but, you know, we've got people involved with the club, you know, who have been there for you know the last 50 years mm. um you know so again that's it gives us extra motivation you know in, in terms of running the club to, to to make sure that it's still there in 50 years time you know you you know at the moment we're that kind of the stewards of the of the club as it were going forward and and you know it's important for us for the fans that that we're still here you know and it's not just within our wee pocket of the world up in the northeast you know mm -hmm. we've got a, a fan base that you know people who've maybe grown up in the in the in the town have, have moved away and you know we we get fans coming to us from all over the world now to be honest and you know whether that is just reaching out to say hello or you know telling us stories from 20 years ago <laughs> um or you know buying you know the club shirt and things like that you know it's it's amazing how far that that reach goes for you know what has always been a semi-professional club mm -hmm. that's brilliant isn't it that's that's the sort of stuff you love to see isn't it from from anyone that's great yeah um 
So let's talk. Let's talk about your um, your players. Have you got any up and covers on the way up? Any any standouts that you like to mention? I think you know we, we're we're very lucky, as I say, that we've got such a good community club that they are you know they're they're getting fantastic training from a very very young age. So we have got a few players that have come up through that, um, as well as a few um, I'll put this nicely a few more experienced heads within the team that have kind of <laughs> been there and done that, and you know been part of some some success stories over the years. So. Yeah, we, we've got a few, um, you know, a few young boys that have come through. Um, you know, we've got a young striker, Robert Scott, who, who, you know, is, you know, great. You know, he's a fantastic goal scorer. Um, you know, we, we're also able to pick up players that have maybe been released from youth systems of professional teams. So, you know, given our area, we've got a few boys that came through the, the youth development side of Aberdeen. I was going to say, it's a um, market to tap into right there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And we've got a very good relationship, you know, club to club as well. So that, that always helps. Um, you know, so we've had a, a few boys that have come through there um, we've got a winger Sam Robertson a fantastic player um, who, who came through the Aberdeen way and um, you know that shows on, on the park as well our goalkeeper and goalkeeping coach a chap called James Blanchard so he's you know at the other end of his career now but you know he worked with um, you know some fantastic goalkeeping coaches in his time at Aberdeen like Sir Jim Layton um, who will be known to Aberdeen and, and Man United fans and um, he also spent a season on loan at the club Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the back in the late seventies, so uh, and as part of the club's hall of fame now, so you know we we've got a good connection with the professional side of the game as well, and we're able to tap into that. That's absolutely fantastic. Do you follow any other clubs, Callum? Uh, I am a, an Aberdeen fan as well. I mean, I, I'm you know from Aberdeen, was brought up in Aberdeen, so um, I was always uh, an Aberdeen fan, and I think it helps that Devon Vale are, are red and white, just the same as Aberdeen are. So that <laughs> was does, yeah, a convenience that, 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 uh, <laughs> That's exactly it. So. Um, so th- yeah, those are my my two teams. So it's it's great for me, you know, having grown up an Aberdeen fan to now be working, you know, alongside them as such, and you know, having that relationship with them um, as as a larger club. Um, in terms of uh, other other football interests, uh, a Man United fan, uh, like I like a lot of people Ooh. from Aberdeen, <laughs> um, with the, with the Fergie connection, I suppose it's kind of in our blood as well. So um, so yeah, those are my that's my three teams anyway. Absolutely superb, you know. Is that one of the uh, aims then, Callum? Is it to link up with Aberdeen more with your club and try to? I to think build so. That yeah, I mean, from a yeah. from a off the pitch side of things, I I work uh, very well and, and very closely with the commercial team at mm. Aberdeen Football Club. So we we work on a number of initiatives together, both with my Devonville hat on and, and with my kind of professional career as well. So, you know, I've been able to tap into, you know, the experience of, of the board of Aberdeen Football Club to ask advice and see what's worked from their point of view. Um, we, we, you know, they're obviously a benchmark in our region for, for a football mm, team. Definitely. You know, yeah. And the way that they're run, you know, as I say, on and off the pitch is something that, you know, I think any club would aspire to, to do. So, um, so yeah, I think, you know, any opportunity that we have to, to work together, um, whether that is, you know, playing matches against each other or doing things behind the scenes, um, then absolutely we're more than happy to, to have that. See, if it all is normals that don't work in football, we just follow it with absolute passion. Is it as fun as, as we think it is? I mean, I play a lot of football manager. That's an underestimation. I play <laughs> too much football manager. And I, I always envision myself at the wheel of St. Mern, you know, one day. <laughs> somehow, you know, they'll just pick me, you know. <laughs> no badges or anything like that. I just somehow find myself in that job. Is it as fun to work in football as we all think it is? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think having a love of the game definitely helps. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's, you know, when you can actually, you know, you can say that you, you, you love what you do, you know, as, as, a, as a role, then, you know, that definitely helps. It's, um, 
I mean, it's an industry like no other, you know, and I've, I've been involved in football myself now for, you know, well over 25 years, I suppose, starting off in, in youth football myself. Um, you know, I've gone through every kind of role that you can really in football, you know, from, from playing and, and managing the, the, the younger years and at school and things like that. Uh, I was a I was a youth uh, referee for a wee while and and did some I actually did some scouting for Aberdeen Football Club as well so you know I've kind of been through most of the roles that you can get to so um, so now that I'm very much a prawn sandwich boardroom kind of guy that's that's <laughs> fine for me so but there's nothing better you know I think in any um, you know for anybody that's that's into football you know following your team you know and and seeing the good times and bad I think you know that's 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 what it that's what football's all about isn't it I think ours is a, we, we we're, we're kind of looking to connect with a few football clubs we've had a few offers and that like, locationally wise it doesn't seem quite feasible yet but like, definitely in the future we would love to be like you know not prawn sandwich and stuff like that in the boardroom but maybe <laughs> maybe um dudes on it like they get just a little bit closer to the dugout you know like <laughs> favored guests or something <laughs> absolutely absolutely and we'll do commentary on your youtube uh on your youtube page that's what we'll do <laughs> <laughs> that'll be awful i'm you've not going to subject to me that <laughs> you've said it now so i'll hold you to that <laughs> <laughs> oh dear me um so calvin were you a player back in the day then I was, yeah. I um, yeah started off, you know, very young, uh, playing, you know, in the in the in the youth setups of, of a few different kind of boys clubs in the Aberdeen area. Uh, I was a, a goalkeeper by trade, so that was uh, that was good fun picking the ball out the back of the net most Sunday mornings. But <laughs> yeah, you, you love it, don't you? You know that's the thing. So and again, about. I was I was very you know very lucky with you know kind of playing at, at high level at youth side. Um, that was kind of it in terms of my career, apart from the odd Sunday league game here and there now. But um, yeah, that's I'm in my thirties now, so I'm too old to be playing. I think. <laughs> yeah, at least you're not like us. We've just slowly started moving back in positions, haven't we, Jake? Over, but I went yeah. from like being a winger to a right midfielder to a right back to a centre back because I literally cannot move at all. <laughs> well, goalkeeper's waiting for you then. I mean, I, I remember kind of late teens or so, or, or so thinking that I could do a job on the right wing, and uh, I think I got about ten minutes one game, and that was me off. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, the, the gloves were the gloves were back on for the rest of that season. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Uh, you mentioned Callum about um, getting into the scouting side of it. How did you, how do you manage? How does that sort of happen? Because I mean, everyone sort of envisages themselves as that scout who goes, "Yeah, he's a good player." But yeah. how do you uh, actually? We all, find we all think that, don't we? We read an article yeah. and think, "Oh, yeah, that guy, he'll do." You know, it's not as easy as that, is it? Callum just reading an article online. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's not as easy, and it's and it's certainly not as um, it's not as glamorous as it's made out to be half the time. There's uh, mm. a lot of days where you're kind of standing you know in the rain watching school football matches and things like that and um you know that's that's the way that goes but i mean for anybody that's looking to get involved in football with you know i think across the country you know the best thing to do is for them to to reach out to their their local clubs and and see what they can do to support i mean within the highland league you know i mentioned before about our kind of volunteers you know that that is the lifeblood of of our club and, and our league as well so we wouldn't be able to do it without them um so i think you know for anybody that is looking to get into football just you know have a conversation with with clubs you know and um you know i think particularly at the moment people are always you know looking for for extra help but i mean the scouting mm-hmm. side of things um you know when i did that it was just a simple case of, of reaching out to, to Aberdeen uh, at that point in time. They put me through my um, kind of uh, 
qualifications with the Scottish Football Association. Um, so I'll always have that anyway, which is which is great to have. And um, yeah, just kind of took from there. You, you'd report into maybe a youth academy coach or or maybe even someone within the SFA that directly passing on you know details of, of any good players that you've seen um but i'm, I'm the same as you so i was a football manager uh aficionado as well with my, <laughs> uh, taking teams from the vanarama right up to the champions league so that's yeah do you think this is easy that's, i should do this, oh, this exactly. i should do this in real life <laughs> exactly but i mean I've, I've had a few um i think when when i was managing the the school team and i, I say managing it was a very loose kind of mm. management role of of the i think first year in secondary school managing the primary sevens or something like that um but we had a few players in that uh, team that have gone on to play professional football. Oh wow! Um, yeah, I think uh, Jack Grimmer probably being one of the well-known ones at uh, Wickham now. Um, so you know that it, it's great. You know when you can have a uh, you know play a part in somebody's kind of football career like that. And Do you have that sort of feeling like that's been there? He was one of mine. Do you have that sort of feeling? Yeah. <laughs> Taught him everything he knows. Yeah. <laughs> like you say about the uh, the, sort of the scouting side, I remember. Um, listening to something by Jonathan Woodgate when he was uh, scouting for Liverpool. And he said um, it was dead glamorised to him. Oh, yeah, it'd be great. And he'd spend 90 minutes watching a game and then he'd spend two weeks writing just everything. And he said it was terrible. (laughs) I I can agree with that. I mean, it was was about 10 years or so that I did it myself. And technology um, was not what it was then. And to be honest, I think within a lot of football clubs, it's uh, still, you know, pad of paper and pen uh, for these reports. So, yeah, I agree. You go out and, and, as I say, stand in the rain and watch these guys kicking the ball about and then go home and sit in the office for five hours writing up your reports. Mm. (laughs) So obviously it's part of the job, but it's yeah, it's certainly not uh, just a case of picking up the phone to to somebody and saying yeah, get him in for a trial or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, lot, a lot of data goes into it, and and now obviously kind of coupled with your your kind of sports science and, and mm. analysis of that side. Um, I mean that's not something that we're you know at the island league level. You know it's certainly not something that's in there at the moment. But the way it's going, it will it will just be a matter of time before that kind of digital uh, side of things has to be embraced. It's definitely the way forward, isn't it? I mean, the amount of like stats and analytics sort of providers, we've kind of looked around them a wee bit because we're working on a wee bit of a stats and analytics show that we're going to do. Um, there's so many, so many options. I mean, the data, the data gathered in football, even down to the lowest levels now is incomprehensible. Like, you know, new things coming out, like expected goals. It's becoming really, really important. That was a stat that's recently, it's only three years old or something. That's that data mm-hmm. is becoming so pivotal. And the way um, clubs do their business, the head of recruitment for Liverpool is a physicist. <laughs> Just because he, he can, he, he, but his recruitment has been he's he's what like eighty percent success rate, you know. Um, but yeah, I completely agree with Callum in terms of like that is the that is the direction that, that football will move in mm-hmm. in terms of this new analytics side of it that's only probably come in properly maybe in the last sort of fifteen years or so. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, you know, it's, as I say, it's not quite found its way down to, to our level as such. We still kind of, I think it's more, we have an eye for a player at the mm-hmm. moment rather than looking too much <laughs> into the stats. But, you know, even, you know, as I say, the the kind of the, the social media website kind of side of things, you know, we are, you know, very much keeping an eye on how that's performing. You know, as this uh, new project with the, with the podcast side goes for us, we'll, you know, obviously make uh, changes and decisions based on some of the stats come in. So, you know, it does play a, a small part at the moment, but um, from a football side of, uh, or a playing side of things, 
you know, I can only see it getting bigger, um, you know, and we've got a few clubs, you know, I mentioned Cove Rangers earlier, you know, they've, as I say, you know, been quite successful and gone up to, to League One and again, doing very well uh, this season and whenever they can get back to, to playing the better as well. Um, and they've got, you know, uh, sports science guys involved, match and, you know, player analysis and all those kind of things. And as I say, we were only playing against them a couple of years ago in our league. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, that's, that's not to say that, that we won't be doing the same soon. I'm not surprised I kind of done that because you need to get I think once you get into the proper professional leagues and it's like you're playing with margins of percentages you know like what's going to give you the, the slightest bit of edge to get you that sort of three points or maybe even a point on a, on a harder way day or something like that um, that's exactly it and I mean there's a number of um, you know fantastic players you know as you move up into kind of league two and league one uh, of the Scottish leagues and again using Cove as, as an example obviously got you know Paul Hartley as their manager who's you know been there and done it at most just about every bit of the game mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've got a guy playing in centre midfield for them, you know, pr- used to play for Aberdeen, who's uh, an FA Cup winner, you know, with Wigan and, and Fraser Fivey. Um, you know, so <laughs> yeah. he, I think he's one of the only players to have won the Scottish Cup, uh, which he did with Dundee United. Um, and uh, sorry, with, with uh, Hibernian, I think it was. And uh, with, with Wigan when they beat Man City. So, you know, it's, 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 not, it's, it's not a bad list to be on that, is it? That's exactly that. And that's still a guy in his kind of mid to late twenties. So, you know, still got a lot of time left in the game. It's, it's not a hangout club for, you know, mm. the guys at the other end. So, um, yeah, I think that, that level of football is very exciting to watch. Um, you know, and I think Highland League football is very similar, um, in that regard. And you mentioned earlier, you know, like the, the, the relationship between fans and players, you know, it's, it's really, really important. And, you know, these guys can relate you know, really closely to, to the to folk on the sidelines that are cheering them on. And, you know, I think that's a really vital part of football. You know, it's not just about going to the top class stadiums and, and seeing the, the, the world's best, which is, you know, it obviously has its place. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, being able to go, you know, along the road to your local team and give them your support, you know, it's exactly what, you know, grassroots football is all about in particular. And, you know, we've got that, you know, as I say, with, with volunteers who've been with us for a long time, you know, whether they're, you know, man in the turnstiles on a match day or, or you know, serving up the, mm-hmm. the pints at the sponsor's lounge, you know, we, c- we couldn't do it without them. So, you know, I think it's really important to to kind of embrace that side of football as well. So, you know, for anybody that's listening, you know, do go along and, and support your local team. Otherwise, they might not be there, um, you know, in 10 years time. You know, I've got, I feel like I'm doing something nice by like supporting St. Monday, like getting all the games and paying for the games when it's terrible quality and terrible commentary. But that's a huge club compared to like, when you really put it in respect, I always consider my like, cause St. Monday was my local team and it is a, is a club that very dear to my heart and I do support heavily. Um, you know, like with financially, whatever I can and, and, and things like that. But you know, and when you put it in perspective, like proper yeah. like grassroots football was something we, we as a podcast, we need to move in. We, we very much operate at the, the higher end of football and report on the higher end of football, don't we, Jake? We're a Premier League show and our Champions League shows and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's something we, in the future, you know, we, we will be sort of diving into. Uh, and I'm really interested to see. So you've, how far have you been sort of di- like diving into your sort of digi- digital media side of, of Devonville? How long have you been sort of like working on that, improving it? I, I think, well, I mean, ever since I got involved really about, uh, it was about what, three and a half, four years ago or so now, um, I think we started off, you know, kind of small, making a wee changes to the club website and, and things like that. I mean, we, I think we, we utilise social media, 
you know quite well now. I think particularly this year with fans being locked out of grounds, you know we as I say we we brought in a, a graphic designer to you know to make the the match day graphics you know that bit better. And and the difference has just been night and day mm. uh, between the kind of DIY learn on the job as I was doing it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we we've gone from a club that maybe posted on a Friday saying we're playing tomorrow at three o'clock um, to one that now does, you know, kind of real, real time match updates. Um, you know, obviously as I say with fans being out, you know, it's important that they are up to date and there's not as much coverage of the Highland League, um, you know, in, in mainstream media that, that you have obviously at the higher end of the game, which is only to be expected as well, I suppose. Um, so yeah, it gave us, it gave us a chance to kind of refresh that the last kind of eight months or so, as I say, and really kind of focus a lot of our energies on that. Um, you know, we're very fortunate that we have a number of long-standing corporate partners, and that was a big part of my job in the early days. Um, you know, we had sponsorships that were coming up for renewal, or, or sponsors that had, you know had done their piece, and that was them away. And um, so it was about finding new opportunities to to fill that gap. So you know, we've got a fantastic um, you know main club sponsors, an organisation called Motive Offshore Group, based just around the corner from the stadium in Banff. Uh, but again, with a global uh, global reach in the oil and gas uh, industry, so you know they've been fantastic at supporting us, not just financially, but with uh, you know volunteers on match days and and you know community work and things like that as well. So you know it's being able to do that has has given us the opportunity to just kind of grow slowly. We've not tried to do too much too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we don't want to alienate fans. You know, I think Highland League, you know, is very much about the football. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to come across as being too flash or anything like that. Yeah. And, and obviously, you know, we don't want to have the off the pitch uh, stuff taking over what's happening on the pitch itself. So, you know, we, we just kind of have, have moved quite naturally with that, I think. And hopefully, you know, if we look back on where we were just a few years ago, the, the difference is, uh, you know, is, is, a, is, is well placed. Absolutely, I think it is important that you, you still you still maintain that that image that is the you know like the 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 core and the soul of the football club uh, in terms of marketing. I mean, we have made a thousand good decisions on social media, but equally a thousand bad decisions in terms of just like overly overly just try to plug things in there. Because when you operate in football, I mean, you'll notice yourself because there's a new there's a new football club that pops up every five minutes these days, and, and it'll fold. And the majority of them do fold in the first sort of two years, mm. uh, but they're just coming in all and they're all fighting for space. We we operate in a super oversaturated market in terms of a football podcast a Premier League football podcast as well uh, and we still had to sort of fight our way into that sort of top 100 uh, in, the, in the country uh, that, which we did sort of live in for a while um, and, and, and you know sort of growing from like zero to like a thousand a week was what, what we expected to do in like three years rather than, six, rather than like six months and we did that by like just constantly trying things on social media analysing what worked what didn't work what did people like what did they not like <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is like you said, you don't like when it's like just random stuff slammed in their faces like we all try to it's gotta be it's gotta be personal, it's gotta be relatable, it's gotta be uh and the image of the core of, of what you're trying to do. And uh, I think it is important that the, the clubs that, that do stand for a long time, like Devonville, it's been around since nineteen thirty eight, they do start a movement in modern times, but they do keep that 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 image, the the, the core support. Um, it's all about balance, isn't it? Yeah, it's about the balance of, of moving to, to like you said, Simo, to to modern times, but keeping that old school feeling, I think, and I think by the sounds of it, you're doing a, a great job of keeping that sort of balance. But I think a lot of clubs do struggle, don't they? They they try too much too soon and try to just yeah, let's make ourselves look flash. But it's like, well, you know, you've just lost a load of fans who've now gone to to something that they know again, and they've gone to another club. And I think 
Yeah, yeah, and I mean, there's there's a lot of clubs, you know, even within our own area. Mm. Um, you know, we're, you know, I say up in Banff, which is, you know, just tucked right up at the, the northeast of Scotland. And even there, you know, below Highland League level, you know, there's there's a number of clubs in our area, um, you know, kind of uh, within Banff and, and the surrounding towns. And, and naturally, they've got supporters who they need to uh, keep engaged as well. So, you know, it's, it's important for us that we're able to to help them where we can as well. Um, just as we look to clubs like, you know, I mentioned obviously Aberdeen, um, just as we look for support from them, then, you know, it's equally important that we give back within our own kind of community as well. So, you know, having having a, a fan base like that has, has just been great for us. And to be honest, without the support of them, particularly over the last uh, kind of year, um, you know, the club would be in a far different uh, state financially just now, which, um, you know, thankfully we're not. You know, it's, it's something that we're never, um, I, don't, I don't think the club has ever been in a position where we're squirreling money away for rainy days and things like that. But, <laughs> you know, we've got a, a great um, kind of board of directors who who help out, you know, if need be with putting money in, whether that's for uh, buying players or, you know, or just topping up wages or whatever it may need to be. You know, we've, we've got a number of people who, who have stuck their hand in their pocket, you know, over the years for the club. And it's important that we, we keep it going for them as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, have you got any any more points, Callum? Um, I d- I don't think so. No, I think I think that's covered near enough everything. Um, yeah, thank I just you. want to say a big thank you for coming on the show. It's been great to have you on. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you very much for the invite to come on. It's it's been great to to come on and and you know hopefully tell a wee bit of a story about the Highland League. <laughs> and we'll be glad to learn about it. <laughs> it's been really good, Callum. Actually, because obviously you know being an Englishman and and Scottish football to me is is the sort of Celtic and Rangers and that sort yeah. of it um, <laughs> to get a to get a good understanding of of quite a lot um, you know the the fight to get into the second division and things like that it's been really 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 informative and I just want to say to everyone listening if if people are still listening there get out and support your local clubs I think it's a massive thing especially when this ends it's going to be a massive thing about boosting football and get out and support your local clubs because they'll need it and uh, at the end of the day without clubs like yours then. The rest of the the leagues wouldn't operate. It's just that simple. Yeah, exactly. They're built from the bottom up. Um, thanks again, Callum, for coming on the show. Uh, we will be back uh, in a couple of days with a Premier League review, uh, and we we'll all we'll have Callum's links all in the description. Link to the Everton Vale's um, website as well. You can go check that out. Please do go give them a follow and all the socials: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever they're on. Uh, make sure you check out Callum's show. That that YouTube will be linked as well. Uh, and we will see you in the next one. Cheerio, bye. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.